0: what's going on guys welcome to episode number 22 of the fear of being average podcast health fitness and performance series with your host brandon rinka and on today's episode i am joined by my girlfriend melanie as we take a look at the topic of 10 ways to a healthier relationship and these 10 practices that we're going to go over in this episode are things that have positively influenced our relationship. They have helped to create a stronger, healthier, more thriving partnership. And hopefully these tools and these practices that we've learned from experts that we've read about, that we've listened to, and certain practices that we just adopted as healthier options will help assist you in creating a stronger environment for you and your partner. And we also, also take a look at how... A healthy relationship assists in a healthy body and mind. So guys, enjoy today's episode. Have fun listening to this. And hopefully you and your partner can engage in this podcast together and use it to strengthen what you currently have. Like always, please share, comment, rate, and subscribe to the Fear Being Average podcast and enjoy today's episode. Alright, what's going on guys? We're uh, on the Fear of Being Average podcast today and I have a guest host. I got my girlfriend, Melanie Grice. She's joining me on this podcast episode. Basically, to bump viewership, get some, <laughs> Get some extra people behind this thing, right? Now, uh, we're looking at relationships today, so this makes sense um, to have someone that's obviously in a relationship uh, and my partner to be on this podcast. Because uh, this is a fun topic, it's a little bit outside of what we usually cover, but Considering this is a health, fitness, and performance podcast, um, this has a big relationship in terms of general, overall health and you know better performance in life, um, performance as, as a human being, performance at work, and you know when we talk a lot about you know physiological adaptation, whether it's improved strength, improved muscle hyper- hypertrophy, uh, reduced stress, increased metabolism. Um, you know, increased mitochondria, um, increased you know oxygen uptake, all that kind of stuff. What happens outside of the gym, and that's a lot to do with the relationship that you have with friends, family, and your partner, is going to have a major influence on those positive physiological adaptations. So, looking at your relationship and making sure you have a stronger, healthier. Um, more balanced relationship is obviously going to help with all those things, and it's something that needs to be addressed for sure. I think there's a lot of value in that because sometimes we take it for granted and we don't think that these things have you know correlation or have a major influence, but they really do. They work as a very large ecosystem uh, in the grand scheme. So it's really important to you know not only you know get through life with being with uh, being in a relationship, but how can you thrive and how can you create. A stronger, healthier relationship um, with your partner, and of course, that will help you know you thrive in life. will make you happier. will make you more fulfilled. It will add energy to your life, and will create uh, a greater, you know, need or greater want for growth for the two of you, right? And and this really is a complementary system um, worth looking at. And this is what we're going to do on today's episode, right? We're going to look at you know, 10 ways to a healthy relationship. And as as a, you know, caveat right off the bat, um, well, I'm not an expert in relationships, and I'm not claiming to be. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, Mel is an expert in relationships, but we really work very hard on strengthening our relationship. And these are things that have anecdotally worked for the two of us and are continually Um, continuously working for us and these are things that we really think add a lot of value to our relationship Um, when we were going over the list of what are some what are the 10 major things that we do in our relationship to help it grow and become stronger and ultimately you know make this relationship thrive we kind of narrow it down to these 10 things and I think they've had major positive influences in you know our relationship getting stronger um by no means do we not have our issues, and we obviously go through things like any relationships um, go through. You know, we have discussions, we have arguments, we have disagreements, all those things still exist, but we try to do it in a very healthy manner, and certainly the 10 strategies that we're going to talk about in this podcast episode go a long way in making that process a lot smoother, and always bringing us back to homeostasis, which is a loving relationship between two people so this is going to be a nice little podcast episode where mel and i are going to kind of share our strategies and uh you know hopefully they'll help you guys because i you know i know for sure they will some of these aren't uh, we're not reinventing the wheel here by by any means Uh, we're just using strategies that we've picked up we've learned about and uh, things that are continuously helping um, this partnership grow even stronger so mel you ready for this
1: Hi, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that
0: calm voice. <laughs> she got a radio voice. She's got a face for TV, okay? Aww. So let's do it, guys. Number one, we're going to look at the five love languages by Gary Chapman. Now, this is a book that was written by a relationship therapist. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what the five love languages are off the bat, um, basically it's they're types of languages within love That you can use within your own life and and typically your partner kind of falls, you know, towards one of them, you know, from a major standpoint. But everyone has a little bit of them, right?
1: They're kind of like ways that you communicate with one another and show love and receive love. So sometimes you have a different way that you like to receive it than how you show it or vice versa.
0: Exactly. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, which would be, you know, me giving Mel a compliment, for example. Um, Quality time, spending time. Now, this all looks a little bit different person to person. Um, Acts of service. Number four is touch. And number five is gifts, right? So, like I said, I probably fall under the category of all of them, but Mel and I have done the love languages test, and I ended up being, you know, my love language is acts of service. So that was something I really appreciate. That's the way I receive a lot of love, and Mel's was
1: I, mine is words of affirmation and uh, physical touch.
0: Yeah, and, we had, and those are just high percentages. You know, Out of the 100%, I think
1: mine was around
0: 36% acts of service. Mel's is around 35 as well. Okay. Um,
1: but not even just um, from the test, even just from reading the book, we were yes. able to say, okay, this is definitely something that resonates with me or that, that I prefer um, in terms of how... Love's
0: received. Now what happens typically, because mine is acts of service, I usually show love that way as well. So I'll do a lot of things for Mel, which is great, right? She obviously appreciates um, acts of service. That is a love language of hers to some degree, but at the end of the day, that's my love language. Her, you know, most prevalent love language that she would love to, you know, have in a relationship is words of affirmation and that physical touch, right? So... Typically, whatever yours is, you're going to show that because you value it, so you typically think other people value it as much. Um, but it's really important when we're talking about the five love languages is to give the love the other person resembles the most, right? What is the language that they want to receive love? And again, start off by reading the book, right? Figuring out what are the love languages? What do they look like? How can you know quality time look different from one person to another. What types of acts of service are out there, right? Really try to understand because, and, and then communicate, right? Talk about it and discuss you know, why they're important to you. Um, do the tests online, kind of share that information. And then your, per, your person, your partner will tell you how they love to receive acts of service or how they love physical touch. It could be they're a very sexual person or they could just love you grabbing their hand when they walk down the street. Or you cuddling up with them or giving them a big hug in the morning or snuggling up with them there's a lot of different ways to go about that right so it's really important that we get to know that because this really is a fundamental basic stage of a healthy relationship and if you constantly neglect your partner's primary love language they're going to feel neglected and they're going to feel like they're missing out on a very important piece of who they are
1: yeah and like we revisit it often too i mean like I had read that book uh, before meeting you um, on on my own time and then uh, when we started dating, I think early on I shared it with you and asked you to read it and that speaks to your dedication to personal growth too. You were on board with reading it and then it just made sense for us. But I think it was just two weeks ago we came and revisited it again, just like did the Um, the test and maybe it was more like a month ago now it was before and
0: we and we we put those results on the fridge yeah
1: yeah the (laughs) results are reminders
0: the The results are on
1: the fridge and then but all like we'll we'll talk to each other that way i'll say hey i I need some affirmation from you or um hug me yeah right
0: and there was a big point where i wasn't necessarily giving that love language to mel and it was one of those things that she was feeling like she wasn't getting the love that she deserved and it was really important for me to look at that internally and and say okay well there, she appreciates love in this way and she responds to this language and I go out of my way to really make sure it becomes a priority because it's not natural for me
1: and the opposite is true too in terms of like um, the way you receive it also maybe not maybe that's not the opposite but if I really like affirmation that means words in general are really important to me so if you say something that's Good point. not affirming and it's like a negative it hits me even harder mm-hmm. um same with you in acts of service if there's something that i don't do for you yeah. where you you might expect or hope that i would it's not just like oh like mel didn't didn't do that it's like almost like a love thing for you right because that's what the way that you like to receive love
0: yeah that's a really good point all right number two guys Gratitude before bed. I think gratitude in general and studies back this up there's plenty of research that goes into the benefits of being grateful and sharing gratitude and Especially finishing your day off with gratitude because so much can happen within a day Um, Our brains are wired where we typically focus on a lot of the negative what didn't happen for us what went wrong what we didn't get done and we typically don't put a lot of attention on the good stuff that occurs with the day, the things that we take for granted. Um, and again, like I said, when we focus on the negative, we typically undervalue um, the positive. So one thing that Mel and I you know, do a really good job of, humbly speaking, um, is sharing gratitude before bed. And Mel's really on, on this, you know. She'll always make sure she'll, <laughs> right. she'll get me to wake her up and share gratitude. We did that last night. I was reading in bed, and then she was tired. <laughs> And she said, wake me up and do gratitude. Um, So that just shows her dedication to this practice. And it's one of those things, I have a gratitude journal that she actually bought me for (laughs) for Christmas. Yeah, she loves gratitude. She teaches it with her students, obviously. And it's one of those things because it's so easy, like I said, to go through life and not share what you're grateful for. And when you don't share what you're grateful for or, or even acknowledge what you're grateful for, it's really easy to miss out on those things and become someone who's you know, rather cynical. And obviously in, in this stage where we can compare ourselves on social media and we can constantly look at what we don't have, it's really important to you know, look internally and, and focus on you know, what we do have and why we're grateful for things of this manner.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You kind of covered it there. But I think just it just bring it brings little things and it makes them the big things. Right. Mm -hmm. So like we'll we'll say we'll have a full day and something big could have happened that we're really grateful for. But there's all the little things that happen in the day, too. Like, for instance, um, we went to a Jays game this week and you bought me a hat at the Jays game. So that's like an obvious gratitude. Like, I'm, I'm really grateful for the hat. And that's something that people say thank you for and they appreciate. But there were so many little things in the day too. Like, when I showed up, you had made me a pancake because I was rushed. Or um, I think I talked about, like, gratitude for our conversation on the train. And, like, those little things. Like, it just gives you an opportunity to highlight and appreciate little things about your partner. And then also about your day. Like, we don't just do it about each other. No. We do it about, like, our whole, our whole day. But there's usually each other in, uh in there too but it just puts you in a good mindset and before bed and
0: you know, yeah it, it wraps up the day nicely puts a mm-hmm. bow on the day because you, you do look back on it you know I'm grateful that the weather was uh, on our side I'm grateful you know we had time to to spend together I'm grateful that the day wasn't rushed all those kind of things right and it does make you kind of look back and go wow like I was you know had a pretty full day and there's a lot of good things that happen and there's a lot of things that i'm I'm grateful to that i had the ability to experience or share with uh, those i love right so number three guys morning love mm-hmm. okay now this might sound sexual might sound like things are getting a little frisky but what we're talking about is sharing morning love um, it's something that we started about 10 months ago i think mel started this in october of 2020 and why'd you do that? Just
1: because it was our it was the month we were celebrating our one year and I think I just said to kick off the month of our one year anniversary I'm going to send you something I love about you every day.
0: Yeah and I loved that idea and you know she did it and I, I reciprocated obviously and then I suggested okay why not like we've done it for 30 days it's obviously setting a really good tone to the beginning of our day why not just continue this practice. Like it's not hard to do, like it's it's really easy to do. And again, it, it creates really phenomenal energy at the beginning of the day where you take the time, you make the time to send your partner a little bit of love, right? And again, it think about that. Think about if you got some sort of love throughout the day at any point of your day, you usually feel really good about yourself. Let's talk
1: about what that love looks like. Like, what do we mean when we say, like, morning love?
0: Morning love can be anything that I love about you, right? I could be that I I love (laughs) your smile. I love how, you know, joyful you are. I love that you did this thing for me yesterday. Um, I love the, the person that you are. I love that you're so... You know, excited to take on new adventures. I love that you're so into fitness and take care of your body. <laughs> just I, just your keep, I can just keep. I can just keep it going. Okay. But it's right. things of that nature, and it could be something that happened to you yesterday. It could be something that you just love about your partner. It could, it could be you know the things that she does, who she is, her ambition, his ambition, the father he is, uh, the partner he is. It's just basically anything really. And like I said, I always compare it to if someone that you don't know, a stranger you know, that you run into goes, oh my god, I love your haircut, or look at those beautiful nails. Like You feel like a million bucks. So imagine the person you care about the most in life giving you that love, regardless of what happened the night before, regardless of what happened the day before, regardless of what kind of energy you guys have. Uh, typically the gratitude takes care of that, right? The, the night before, so it kind of works in, in, in unison. But that morning love It sets the tone again, and it it brings things back to full circle, and it kind of gets you guys thinking in a very positive, um, forward manner.
1: Yeah, and sometimes we don't, we don't. It's not like because people have busy lives. It's not like we stop and pause and take ten minutes every morning and talk about it. Sometimes it's a quick little conversation. Sometimes it's if if you have a more relaxed morning, it's more relaxed. But sometimes it's a text when I'm already at work. Yeah, when I'm already at work, or you're already at work, or whatever that is and it's just a quick text say hey this is what I love about you today have a great day talk to you later
0: yeah <laughs> right and, absolutely. and it
1: just yeah sets the tone for the
0: day yeah and like I said we've done it no joke brand at 365 <laughs> um every day I think like, I think we've missed maybe
1: a, a, I don't know I would like, say none okay none I think, I think or it'd I'd be late in the day be that you like. oh I, yeah.
0: sorry I had a super busy morning but that is exactly. you don't want to get into the habit where like oh I give you your morning love at 6pm <laughs> yeah. um But I don't think that, I think the worst we've gotten is, like, noon. And,
1: and yeah, and I mean...
0: Very, very rare. And
1: usually if we forget, it's because we're together and doing something fun. And we kind of just, it slips our mind. But um, we, even during your whole project... Yeah. We made time for that at 5.30 in the morning. Or... Well,
0: this morning we were together, and then we ended up going to Spring Ridge Farm met my mom. And then in Spring Ridge Farm, we shared love there, right? <laughs> so we were already up for an hour and a half, yeah. but we, we made sure in outside setting that we still shared that love. And, and again, it's, it's not enough just being around each other. Like, it's great, but again, it's, it's really kind of expressing what yeah. you love about the person because it's, it's, it's really easy for those things to, to just not happen Right? It takes 30 seconds. It takes 30 seconds. And Mm -hmm. again, it shouldn't be hard to think of something that you love about your partner. Right? Number four, guys monthly specialty dinners. Now, this (laughs) is something I can't be like, oh my God, this is like the thing that's really kept us together necessarily. But we just started this. But I think I love things like this um, to keep a uh, relationship very healthy. Uh, And basically, what this is is just, you know, we eat. Very similar, um, we usually eat very, with,
1: plain. very
0: plain you know good foods, you know, like we can always spice it up, and we're not right. just eating like plain chicken and white rice like we we, we play around with it a little bit, yeah. but we never get too creative necessarily, um, but we thought of the, the idea that, okay, how about once a month because the other weekend, when I got back from my you know great Canadian record challenge project, uh, Mel did a, a celebratory dinner for me, and it was like a three course meal, and it was great, it was really cool. And it, it gave us time to, like, not sit in front of the TV when doing it. Like, we, you know, we sat across from one another, and, you know, Mel made this big extravagant dinner, and it just created good energy um, for sure as well. And I thought thought of it. I'm like, I liked it so much that I was like, how about we do it once a month for each other, right? Nothing that, you know, was going to feel, like, overwhelming. Like, let's do it every weekend. You do a Saturday, I do a Sunday night, and then all of a sudden it becomes just like, I want to work out six days a week, and I've been on the couch for the year, right? Like, that... That, that plan usually fails, right So once a month is very doable, it's very manageable and it gives you guys something to, to look forward to, right It gives the person one day a month, gives the other person one day a month, but it creates two really unique fun experiences um, and it kind of breaks up the monotony of, of dinners and other people will go out for dinners and they'll experience things like that which is which is fine, but this keeps it home homegrown. Um, you know keeps your money in your pocket a little bit and creates a fun at home experience
1: yeah and I mean monthly dinner like that's just something you and I like to do is like cook and eat and spend time that way but that could be whatever two people like to do whether it's like they like time outdoors gardening or whatever I don't know whatever people like to do together like they could find their monthly thing where yep. you kind of dedicate that time and someone, someone might be like I hate cooking so that wouldn't be as fun for them, right? Sure, sure. But like we both enjoy that. Um it's like, it's more so we carved out quality time where we're doing something for each other and it's something special and different and exciting and um you cooked dinner last night. It was delicious and yeah. exciting. And you had fun, had it fun while doing, you were doing it. I had fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: Like you said, it allowed me to kinda of like do something new and experience something new and and that might turn into something where, oh my god, I wanna learn new recipes and becomes a little yeah. bit more of a hobby, right? And it's just like you said, like like gardening or whatever hobby someone decides to embark on
1: those boxes make it easy too we did that a little bit in the yeah yeah that was COVID. great that was and great like that, if someone didn't like cooking as much Freshy boxes
0: are they um
1: fresh something i don't hello weekly fresh well, we're not we're not
0: sponsored <laughs> so it doesn't matter but they, right. were, they were fun. Yeah, yeah, they gave us the kit, they gave us all the ingredients, they gave us the directions, yeah. and it was it made the, the night a little, little bit more fun, right? Yeah, so yeah. Sure. Um, doing things like that and finding time to kind of spice up your weekly routine really keeps the relationship um, relatively healthy and, you know, keeps um, a little spark going. Okay, <laughs> hey guys, number five, surprising one another. And this is a fun one because it's, like, again, it's one of those things that's really easy for people to take each other for granted. And, you know, let life just kind of overwhelm people and you're doing the same thing all the time. And it's one of those things that, again, it's almost like sharing love, but doing things that, you know, make the partner think that you've been thinking about them, right? And and doing something outside of the norm. And Mel gave the example that she'll pop in.
1: Yeah, when you're at, like, the trail training clients and that happens to be, like, on my route to work. So sometimes I would during the school year um pop pop in like at the end of your session and just drop off like a smoothie or a mm-hmm. muffin top or whatever and um just like a quick hello sometimes we like planned it me time for a walk but lots, so there's a couple times where I just kind of like
0: but you still surprised with those things I didn't yeah. say Mel do you mind bringing me yeah. these items <laughs> no
1: of course yeah I surprised you with like a little snack or I think I brought you like chicken last week yeah, um, yeah from barbecue yeah little things like that and the same thing with um you getting me that hat like that was a big surprise because that's not that you don't get me things you, you do lots of nice things for me but like typically you and I are like I don't know careful with our with our spending we watch our finances so that was nice that you just like mm-hmm. hey you want a hat I'll get it for you and that's just like it's just like a nice surprise for your partner or something that doesn't have to be crazy but it's fun
0: yeah and again it can be simple as flowers and all that kind of flowers stuff right I love it's,
1: when you it's, come it's, home with flowers yeah yeah we're on a roll this summer i got a lot of flowers there you because go. they're out in front of grocery stores <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you're right yeah there's a lot a lot very available right and you can be doing surprising your spouse by doing something that you don't usually do maybe you're not the person who cleans the floors maybe you're not the person that cleans the washings. maybe you're not the person that does x y and z but then you you do that because you see your your partner always doing it and you want to give them a bit of a break and you know you end up taking on that responsibility and you surprise them, right? And it's just, again, it's showing that you're thinking to them. It's showing that uh, you're a little bit more empathetic to what they're going through. And, again, it, it creates a very healthy vibe in the relationship where you're not taking the person for granted and that you're actually aware of what they're doing and that you guys are you know, trying to keep you know, a relatively you know, healthy spark alive between the two of you because you're not just taking what you guys have for granted right now again this is early on we don't have kids so i get that i, I could I, see, I could feel people shaking their hands at the podcast going, you don't get it it's not that easy to do these things i get it right I, but
1: i'd say the first three that we mentioned are oh yeah easy. No,
0: very very simple even but, even the monthly special dinner that's prioritization or yeah. monthly something that like you need to give yourself time i hear a lot of people talk about well i don't have time to take care of myself and i go no that's that's the wrong mentality like you need to be your strongest self if you are trying to create a very strong, healthy environment for your family and you you neglecting your health, you neglecting your sleep, you neglecting stress management practices, that is not creating like that's gonna make you exhausted, it's gonna make you fatigued, it's gonna make you have very poor decision making skills. And you're gonna give in to, you know, impulses and you're gonna be very irrational and you're gonna you know make life harder for everyone around you rather than, you know, taking care of yourself. So I, I just don't like when people say You know, I don't have time for that. No, you got to prioritize it like you would prioritize any other thing in your life that's important to you.
1: And I mean, everybody's, everybody's situation is different. But even when it comes to like surprising one another, this is just like my brain turning on with this stuff with kids. But you could, you could be, if I I had still wanted to make you a smoothie or muffin tops and I had kids that were old enough and I could make it with them and we could bake that for you. Or same with, um... If I, I often leave you little surprise notes all over the place, and okay, let's let's write a note for you together, right? And like you could do those things, you can en- engage kids into that a little bit if and make it more like a craft for them or an activity mm-hmm. for them to help still share. Love well, that's for your a great. Partner. That's
0: a great example. Like the surprise, and that, that's something that costs nothing.
1: Yeah. Takes
0: less than thirty seconds, but yeah. it makes your partner feel very valued and loved, right? And it's just one of those small little acts, mm-hmm. um, potentially an act of service yeah or a word of affirmation done but it shows that you are surprising your other partner yeah, yeah. the other person
1: but for sure we know everyone's situation is different and not everyone has the luxury of as much time as we might have but we definitely prioritize our relationship too
0: yeah absolutely all right guys number six not flaky mm-hmm. not fun i love this one obviously I love it. So you get the, uh, uh. Um, basically, you know, when we say not flaky, is that we respect each other's times. Like, I don't, I don't think there's been, you know, many times in our relationship, if any, that we've just kind of flaked on plans, that we bailed on on one another. Like, we really respect each other's times. Yeah, never. Um, we hold ourselves very accountable to things that we say we're going to do for each other. Um, and as a partnership, because again, it just creates that that respect um, for your partner, because they might really look, be looking forward to something. Um... And again, it it creates momentum in in terms of what you guys are trying to do together. And if you're constantly bailing from plans and bailing from ideas, um, it just sets a a, a bad precedent.
1: Yeah, a hundred a hundred percent. You can just you know that you can count on them. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes into that's rooted so much deeper and like into the the trust and the commitment and all of those other things. I think it really plays out. But like right from the beginning with you and I, like no one was flaky, no one canceled plans. Like, um, if you say you're going to be somewhere, you're there. Miles usually 10 minutes late, but she's there. <laughs> <laughs> but you're just, you, you don't flake on those things, right? And it's been, it's been important. And then you know that you can count on them when you need them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Number seven guys, freedom and independence. So give partner room to build themselves and live the life that they, they want to live but obviously there's compromise because you're in a relationship i can't be as independent as i am today as i was necessarily two years ago when i wasn't in a relationship i get that but at the same time you know mal and i have talked a lot and we we've figured out who each other is and we really try to provide each other with the freedom and independence we both need to to thrive right um obviously like i said there are tons of times where we have to compromise that freedom uh, we're not I'm not a bachelor, she's not a bachelorette, right? Um, we're in a relationship, so that's gonna take you know, two people working with, with each other's schedule. Um, but at the same time, Mel knows I thrive when I have my freedom and independence, and she knows what that looks like. Um, but at the same time, going back to our last, you know, top of not being flaky, if I get that freedom and independence, uh, she knows she can count on me to to be there for the things that we have scheduled and we have planned, right? And it's one of those things that it's, it's a give-and-take that way, and, and we both really respect it. And I, I personally value my freedom and independence so much that I do value it for, for Mella, and I want to see her, you know, living her, her best life, and I want to see her doing the things she wants to do, and I don't need to be, you know, holding her back from doing the things that she really wants to do, and, and, and it might align with, you know, me being there, it might align with me not being there in that moment, Right? But at the same time, I want to give her that independence so she doesn't feel restricted, she doesn't feel resentful, um, and it creates a a healthy dynamic where we both kind of respect each other's freedom, but we always come back together as a partnership, obviously, because we're doing this thing together. Um, But again, it it allows each other to build ourselves and feel whole, because you never want to be the person who restricts your partner from that freedom and that independence, and then they lose a sense of self and they lose their voice and they lose appreciation for you and themselves and they feel like they're they're trapped right obviously that's not a healthy space and you don't want to feel like you're you're walking on eggshells doing the thing that you want to do in life that that really you know gives you a lot of appreciation or is a, a, a calling or a passion of yours I think those things should be supported and, and we'll get into that so to me, it's just really, really important that uh, obviously, as a guy who loves having his freedom, and independence, and Mel being very, you know, good with me that way, and that's been something we've worked on because she understands I'm a unique human being that way. Um, but again, we really try to do that for for one another.
1: Yeah, I think I think you mentioned two really important things, and I think one is that we both have our own things that make us feel fulfilled outside of outside of each other. So that's that's huge, like, for instance, I have, like, I love connecting with people, right, so a lot of times when you, like, you need time to, say, record a podcast, or work on workouts with clients, or go to meditate, or whatever that, um, self-time looks like for you, for me to be, like, fulfilled, I want to go connect with people, I want to go have lunch with this person, and go for a walk with that person, and have another phone call with my best friend, or whatever it is, right, and I just want to, I want to do those things. But even though that independence looks different for us, we're both, like, very supportive. But I also think when we came together, we were both independent people, right? Like, we were both very, had our own things going. We weren't relying on one another independent that way. Like,
0: like my happiness wasn't based around Mel always being there and giving me that attention. It adds right? to it. Yeah, yeah, of course. It just it,
1: yeah. adds to it. Yeah, and then I think the other thing which you've already kind of mentioned is, like, having that independence does give you the room to build yourself and it it just allows you like I think you and I are both such advocates of self-growth and like having that time as much as we can do all those things together and if you look at even our day together we stretched we we walked we meditated we did all these things but having that time on your own to really reflect and maybe journal or read today was a
0: perfect example because you went and you connected with your niece yeah and i stayed and i kind of went in a mindful space by shooting hoops for another half an hour and walking home right you know what i mean like we had all of them we did that together initially yeah then we separated we had independence you knew i would i would have gone for a bike ride or i was going to do that today yeah and we both made it work and then we reconnected and yeah. we have the day together right so yeah. and, and it's understanding what the person needs and
1: yeah and i think it's just so important to reset on your own and have that space like i don't know why anybody wouldn't want
0: it <laughs> yeah absolutely and i don't know sometimes it's built around not necessarily wanting the other person to outgrow you right and that's a shame yeah. right but that's where i think it's really important that people have conversations and they have the understanding that hey like we need to grow together but we will also need to grow as individuals and not grow apart, but become stronger versions of ourselves. So when we come back together, we are fulfilled to be together. And we are very, you know, grateful to have the time together, um, but not feel like we're missing out on who, who we are at our core, right? So, okay, guys, number eight, adapting to your partner's busy schedule. Um, so another really important one, um, life gets crazy. It gets chaotic, right? And, and your are perfect idea of life is never going to necessarily align with the other person's perfect idea of life especially if new opportunities come up um, and exist or if times of the year are really busy for an individual um, it's making sure that you're there for that person and not adding stress to that person's life when they are busy or they do have an added stress whether it be work or or an opportunity or um, anything within somebody's life right so it's really important that you you try to understand when your partner is getting a little bit busier and what you can do to assist in helping them through that time and and not being someone who adds stress or resistance to that schedule because it can can be hard enough as it is, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, anything else other than support and adapting would really just, like, probably cause conflict, right, or Mm -hmm. resentment or something along those lines because, I mean there's times where I've been so busy and you'll like run to Costco for me or I, the same thing happened actually in reverse this week for you. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think just being able to, to adapt and like, Hey, how can I help you? Is probably like the best line. Like, what can I do for you in this day that you're having? Right. And it might be like, Hey, nothing. I just like need some extra space to get my own stuff done, or it might be like, hey, can you rent a Costco for me? Like, whatever that looks like, it, mm-hmm. it could be different, right? And then, uh, probably from, from the other perspective, is, like, knowing... knowing that you have a busy schedule, and, like, okay, I'm not going to be my best self because of mm-hmm. this the schedule, so, like, I should... I either need to take something out, or I need to... Like, I think one day, I, I, we were talking in the car, I messaged you, and I said... Um, hey, like, I I can come by, but I'm not going to be my best self if I come by because I've just, like, got a lot of stress or a lot of my plate or whatever it is. And, like, sometimes you would say, like, come over anyways and, like, we'll just relax and we don't really have to do anything crazy. Or sometimes, like, yeah, we'll just get stuff done today, right? Yeah.
0: And also being aware that you can't be that needy person at that time. Like, if your person is busy and their schedule just got crazy, like, even if you guys are usually so, like you know, you have a set schedule and you have, you have this to do and, and this is usually how a Tuesday looks or this is usually how a month or week looks. Well, like, you can't be that person. That's why the last, you know, topic we talked about, freedom and independence is so important because that's a form where you need to be able to fill your own bucket for a little while and mm-hmm. give more than you're going to receive, right? Mm-hmm. You can't be the person who expects that person to be, you know, attending to all your needs because they have a busier schedule, right? They have a more chaotic environment going on and they're going to, their stress levels are going to be up they're going to be you know less less rested and they're going to need you to be an advocate for them and they're going to need you to be a support system right so that means not only doing your best to help them when you can but also helping yourself right and and not- that
1: comes in waves yeah yeah absolutely right? in relationships like i'll be high stress or yeah. high busy and then you will be and then vice versa and sometimes they coexist and That's when you just got to do you and support each other the best you can. Yep, staying healthy that way. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, number
0: nine, constant support of partners' ambitions, being their biggest cheerleader and supporter. So I guess the easiest example we can use, and the most uh, recent one, is obviously with the Great Canadian Record Challenge that I took on. Um, That was a 10-day endeavor um, just with the project. It was in total about 18 days. And, you know, there I was, you know, obviously doing... um, (laughs) You know, wild
1: strength <laughs>
0: turns adventure project. Trying to do a Canadian record first thing, and you know Mel was in my corner, obviously as my number one cheerleader, cheerleader um, and support system. And she was she was taking that job as serious as I was, right? Because she had a job to do, and I had a job to do. I was doing it through my activity, and Mel was doing it through like, behind the scenes, getting me ready for that activity as best as she could. Um, and it was it, there's never a sense of resentment there's never a sense of well I don't get my summer you know like she was excited for me right like she's a teacher and I I preface this with her I said I don't want your summer necessarily to be going around and doing this project with me because I want you to enjoy your summer so if you can't make it I totally understand right Um, that's the sense of like my schedule getting super busy and understanding that she might not be there for me and I was okay with that Um, but of course that's a no-go for Mel and she wants to be there for me, and you know, she dropped the stuff. She didn't really have anything, you know, to plan. But you would have filled it. I up. didn't
1: plan it yeah. anything. Yeah.
0: Um, but regardless, you would have, you know, probably dropped that and, and been there for me, right? Yeah. And it, it always feels like we're always trying to build upon what the other person wants to do. You know, recently you were thinking of going back to get your PhD, and you know, for me, I, I want. To, I was like, it was never about what I'm. What am I going to lose when when Mel has to go back to school? And what are we going to lose when? you know, we're a few years out of income for you because you're you're pursuing something um I mean bigger or different, you know. we are talking
1: about just how we could do it together and crush it.
0: Yeah, and I was excited about and I was pumped that, you know, obviously I'm very attracted to ambition. That's who I am, so I'm naturally gonna be attracted to someone who has that ambition as well. Um and I was I was happy to have your back on that, even though it would make things a little bit trickier. Um, But at the end of the day, you never wanna be the person who is the roadblock to your partner's growth and development. Mm -hmm. And I get things get tricky because sometimes it's not as easy as saying, well, I'm gonna quit my job and pursue my passion and you have bills to pay and you have kids to feed, I get that. You have to have, you know, you need to take care, you have a good plan B, or you have to make sure you're doing it in a very intelligent manner where you're not leaving your family or your partner um, up to dry. But at the same token, if someone has an ambition, they have an idea, don't shut it down. Be someone who, and that can be as simple as someone who wants to join a community or join a gym or you know take on a new passion project. And it's like, just be there for them, right? Like be a support system, be their, their ear. Maybe they wanna share a story with you about their new class or about their new um, design they just did or the new song they learned or the new painting they painted just be there for them like listen to them they're excited about it right if it's not you they're going to tell somebody else and it's much better when it's, when it's coming from you because you're the person they really want to share their life with they've chosen to share their life with you and i think it's so important that you're, you're there not as just the person who said i i do a few years back but as someone who wants the person to to thrive in what they're taking on and that only creates a healthy relationship. The hell- happier your partner is, the better your life is going to be. They're going to be just as supportive when you take on a new project or a new idea or a new hobby, and they're going to want you to do it. And they're going to, yeah. You know, I, I hear people in couples that say like, "Oh, why you got to work out so much? Like you're never fucking here." And you're like, "What kind of person is saying this? Like, are you that self-absorbed and selfish?" that you're scared of what your partner's trying to do for their health and for their mental well-being. And again, this is not just in the fitness space, but I hear it in the fitness space. It really blows my mind. And I'm like, how is a person not just happy that you're pursuing growth? You're pursuing something that makes you happy, that makes you excited, that makes you, like when you talk about connecting with your family, I'm just like, yeah, okay, I wanna hear it. I want you to go do it. Like This is just something that that's not necessarily an ambition but it's something that you really want to pursue. Passions. Yeah, it's a passion. And I'm like, great. Like I'm not going to be someone who goes, you're never home and you, you spend way too much time outside of the house. Like it'd be crazy for me to say that because it's like, why would I want to take something that's so fulfilling away from my partner? And I sometimes feel like people are scared that their partner's going to outgrow them or they're going to neglect them. But again, if there's like that healthy... but they just
1: don't have their own ambition.
0: Or they don't have their own ambition, right? Because again, it's it's very common. Like we're talking, like like it's uncommon. No, it's very common. It's it's probably eighty percent of the population regress and they go backwards in life. They 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 gain weight, they become more complacent, they they don't better themselves, right? This is why this podcast exists. Is I'm you're trying to you know put the idea out there that it's, it's constant self growth across all facets of your life and. When one partner really wants to grow, that's scary for the other person, right? It, it looks like you're leaving them behind and no one wants to feel like the the chump of the relationship. So it's easier, it's like crabs in a bucket. It's easier to pull that person down and say, no, you're staying with me. We're going to stay fat and unhappy together. And to me, it's, it's, it's sad, but it's the reality for a lot of couples and a lot of relationships that don't pursue constant growth. So, yeah.
1: I think you covered that one. I think you've got it. I mean, you're a huge supporter for me, and I'm grateful for that.
0: Yeah. We're questioning it, girl. All right. And number 10, ongoing communication. This just kind of sums up
1: this entire podcast. Yeah, and I think before we, like, even talk about it, this is, like, not just positive. This is, like, yes, we just named nine beautiful things, but we still fight. So ongoing communication is key, right? And like, we are still learning and there are a lot of people who have, we were just talking to your parents today, who have 30 or 40 years under their belt, who have this down better than us. And maybe some people who don't have it figured out yet, but like, we are always learning to do this better because no relationship is perfect in that way. Yeah. And communication is key
0: but we're, we're growing, right? It's, it's like anything. It's, it's, there should be ongoing development in your profession, in who you are as a human being, um, as a father, as a mother, as a partner, as a son. Like, there should always be that, that pursuit of, of betterment, right? And I think ongoing communication allows for that narrative to shape, right? Because if you're not communicating, how the hell do you know what your partner needs or wants? People change, Right, like what Mel wanted five years ago, I'm sure looks a lot different than what she wants now, and I'm sure it's going to look a lot different five years from now because her life's going to be different, her body's going to be different, her mindset's probably going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, you have no idea what's going to happen, so you know, talking things out, um, you know, trying to understand what the person really needs from the relationship, and, and it might be one of those things that I might really think I know what Mel needs because six months ago she told me what she needs but maybe things changed. Maybe she read uh, a book that changed her mind. Maybe she read or listened to a podcast that shaped a different perspective and it gave her something different to look at and go, oh, you know what? I would really, you know, I would really benefit from adding this to my life and that allows example. me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, no. no go
1: ahead. Um, my eating changes regularly. Yeah. And you are always supportive of that. But I have to communicate it to you regularly. And it just changes based on what I'm going through with my own health. And you're always, I'm literally constantly communicating that to you. And then you're communicating it to your family. And it makes my life easier. But you're always open to hear it. And that's not so much communication to, like, better the relationship. But it's just, like, ongoing and, like, the same thing. is something that we talked about with, like, something that's evolving. Yeah. we're constantly talking about it
0: yeah it like I said it's just it's it's something you're gonna to, to work at every day every every year like it, it's a, if you want to have a healthy relationship like you have to have that communication or it's gonna slowly deteriorate and you're gonna resent each other or you're not gonna know each other and it's gonna create a very unhealthy relationship
1: well we talk a lot about how we communicate too like we don't from the get go we've never Tolerated like disrespectful communication to one another, like no name calling, yeah, no... Point. no, um, And it's not saying every single thing that comes out of your mouth is filled with love, but like there's never any disrespect, there's never any to one another or anything like that, Traint right?
0: Or abuse or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: just always respectful and we try to keep it calm. <laughs> but like you just try to... But, it, but it's, like, it's, it's
0: like learning anything. You can't expect that one time that you and I communicate about something that all of a sudden I'm going to put that into my mind bank and adopt that practice for you. It's mm-hmm. like no, I need to hear what what you need. Mm-hmm. I, like we we read the five love languages months back. We revisited a few months ago because we thought that maybe we were we were lacking on that that communication of how we express love, right? Um, so it's one of those things you constantly need to go back to. It, it's just it's like sharpening your, your tools again, and it's it's getting to know your partner you even more inside and out, and and see if anything's changed, and you know, you know, just kind of seeing what what they need from you now, right? Because now it looks a lot different than like I said it did a few months ago or mm-hmm. a few years ago, right? There's a lot that can happen, and um, experiences shape people differently.
1: A huge part of communication is also like listening, right? And we. Listen all the time to each other I feel like mm-hmm. like whenever I have something to say like you're all ears and vice versa and that's huge too right that's a big part of communication and like the non-verbal yeah. signals too you pick up on right it's all the body language Yeah, it's all big but like I
0: said any expert will tell you that right that you know a healthy relationship is based on good communication um, and you know giving the person kind of what, what, they, what they need um, you know without you know you having to lose like it should be like a win-win and it should be to to the best of your abilities obviously you want to make sure that communication and that that result favors the two of you as best as possible um obviously there might be some sacrifice involved or some compromise involved but um it's also acknowledging you know faults which you kind of wanted to elaborate on a little bit when you talked about that
1: yeah like knowing knowing not and not even just like faults but like Needs I guess is maybe I think I said faults but maybe like things that that you need like if I need to hear um, that's actually a big one like I when I do something I really like to hear like thank you even though that's just like something small but I communicated that to you because mm-hmm. otherwise not that you don't say thank you you always say thank you but like maybe I needed a little extra because I have words for affirmation. <laughs>
0: You need me to shout thank yeah, you. Yeah,
1: shout it, Thank okay. you, Melody! But, but it it just, that's just, I don't know, it's something to do with the way I'm wired, but I had to communicate that to you, right? And so, like, and that's not me It's funny, if you
0: don't communicate with me, I can't read your mind. And then right. you, all of a sudden, this resentment takes place. And you're like, right. fucking brand never says thank you or whatever. Right. And you're like, well, you never communicate that with me. And I get, like, it's, it's it's a classic, <laughs> like, you should know yeah. what I'm thinking, To a certain extent. But I also
1: need to know myself and what I need. Yes. Right? And, like, that's huge because it's not... Thank you is, like, obviously everyone does that. But, like, it's just knowing what you need as a partner Mm -hmm. and then asking for it, too. And, like, owning that. Like, my partner doesn't read my mind. I do need to be open with Mm -hmm. them. I do need to say, hey, like, this didn't make me feel good or... This this was the best thing you ever did. This made me so happy. Like yeah, and like well, that's
0: great. That's a really good point because then I'll start doing more of the things that make you really happy, and yeah. I'll try to avoid the things that make you feel sad. Yes, and, and even going back into like you might communicate that hey, the next two weeks I'm really busy, Brandon. Yeah. I'm not gonna be able to be this nurturing partner as yeah. much as I usually am because yeah. I'm extending my workload or you know the freedom or independence changes. You know because of and you need to communicate that for whatever reason right i need more freedom i feel like i'm being held back like you know you got to communicate that you don't want to hold that in and feel like you're trapped and maybe you just got to communicate and share share what's what's
1: bothering you yeah for sure we had two of those instances this month like i have one weekend that's really busy Mm -hmm. for me and i said hey you're not going to see much of me on that weekend and you were probably like score I guess (laughs) I get to read a lot that weekend and work out all I want watch (laughs) Seinfeld but um and then we had another one where I happen to have two family events where I'm I'm gonna need you if I'm inside right and that's more than you typically structure in your weekend or your day or time off so I was like can you can you give some of that freedom up that weekend and and kind of support me in that way so
0: And going off that, we've talked a lot about communication, of like, hey, how much, you know, because I am so structured, we've talked a lot about and communicated a lot about, like, time allocation, and it's something that we've really, you know, accepted and started, you know, finding the healthy balance between the two of us, so if you didn't know that, it would have made things a little bit more difficult, and I'm sure there would have been a lot of resentment. Yeah. But we've communicated, and we've talked, and we, we've built on that, right? And it's yeah. going to be a, a constant thing that we do work on. For sure. Um, and then this is not obviously yeah. one of them. This is a few extra fun things that we like to do that I think really keep um, excitement mm-hmm. and, you know, livelihood going on within the relationship that we do a really good job of. That this we personally do a good job of, but obviously this has uh, impact and influence on anybody's relationship. You can't tell me these things aren't going to make your relationship better, um, we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of play. Um, that's something that I think as adults we lose sight of because we feel like, oh, like that's child behavior, playing and giggling and, and laughing and running around and grabbing each other and throwing each other around and, oh, whatever you do, right? you rolling around in the dirt. Um, but you want to play, you know? As, as adults, you don't want to lose that skill, you know? And I do f- say that, you know, deliberately, that it's a skill because if you don't lose it, you forget how to do it. Um,
1: Today we went and bought a basketball and just just because
0: we wanted to have sh- fun yeah exactly right and we shot some hoops and we, we joked around and we went to the trail and I was carrying you on my back and put you <laughs> on my shoulders and you just you mess around right and I'm not saying we're the most you know like oh man you, you catch Brandon and Mel and we're doing something funky no but we try to do things that add you should try a lot more I'm pretty Mel you will know, always try to pull me in one direction or another um, but I'm it keep, that keeps that keeps me it uh, <laughs> keeps me guessing um but we laugh a lot and and we do things that try to you know make each other you I know
1: we dance a lot we a lot yeah
0: so <laughs> it does right and and uh we talk about creating curiosity um yeah. what do you mean by that like, <laughs> I'm that cu- I'm curious you're right this it just make the relationship more fun <laughs> look at that we're laughing
1: i can't hey,
0: okay she can't
1: no, no, just, like, being curious about each other, right? And, like, when you... I think you said this the other day when you were sharing a story in the morning and I was asking questions and I was curious yeah, yeah, about true, it, right? We like,
0: And I, I think that, that was the thing I loved about you. It was. I I'd, I'd let you know the next day. I was, like, I really loved how curious you were about we talking about again oh yeah the wrestling, the
1: wrestling i watched
0: which i don't love wrestling no no i watched my wrestling but I asked and she mel was very curious about it and yeah. it gave you a little bit more perspective and insight into maybe why right i, I like it and it was, it was nice and then excitement right doing things that do excite the two of you uh, and that can be like vacations and trips and weekend getaways or, or day trips especially if you're adventurers and you're you're athletic and you like to get out and do physical activities there's so many things you can do you can do day hikes you can do bike rides you can do, you know paddle boarding you can and again i'm just saying things from a, a physical exertion standpoint um but you can do a lot of things you do day trips anywhere and you can just you can just do things that, that are are exciting and fun to you whatever um you know stimulates you and and that that's kind of the important thing right just keep that excitement alive and keep the the body and the partnership guessing and you know plan events do do fun things
1: and like little things like i get so excited when we do mad Libs,
0: yeah that's true. right like
1: it just it can be like And we those do that and that's
0: play and that's fun and we laugh
1: yeah and it can just be like those little things that takes like seven minutes right and it's like nothing and it's just Something just to get like excited about. And of course all those big things are amazing, but just some little things, right? that's just like added in, or sometimes I beg you to play cards and <laughs> while I drink my coffee, right? And like that's something that I would just get so excited about, right? Yeah. But obviously those big things are. The and things sharing to look excitement
0: to. too. I think if you yeah. are excited about something, sharing that excitement and hopefully your your partner reciprocates by taking that excitement in and building on that excitement, right? Yeah. Not shutting it down. But like it can be a simple thing like you know, an article coming out about you or, um, you know, a write-up is happening and, and you kind of like, oh, that's cool, like, you know, maybe what direction are you taking? And you kind of, you jump on that with the partner, right? So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely a fun thing to, to keep that energy alive and, and keep things exciting, for lack of a better word. So there you go, guys. We have 10 ways to a healthy relationship. Again, we have the five love languages, knowing them and obviously practicing them with your partner. We have gratitude before bed. We have morning love. Give to your partner monthly specialty activities, dinners, hobbies. We have surprising one another. We have not being flaky, respecting each other's time and holding ourselves accountable. We have freedom and independence, making sure you're both focused on self-growth but also growth together. Adapting to a partner's busy schedule, being there for them and understanding that busy schedule is bound to ha- happen. It's inevitable. Um, constant support of partner's ambitious ambitions. Uh, being their biggest supporter, cheerleader, not holding them back, but pushing them, pushing them towards growth, and ongoing communication—a uh, staple of any healthy, you know, fulfilled relationship that's going to last. So there you have it, guys. As always, you can follow me at brandrecord 365 on Instagram, or you can check me out on my website at dot 365com where well, there's a lot of free content and free resources, as well as some programs. So we have eBooks, we have different resources in terms of. Um, online workout programming, nutrition coaching as well, basically anything you need in terms of getting a hold of me to help you guys in your endeavors, you can find me there. or You can message me, like I said, on Instagram through direct messaging. Thank you for the support, guys, and we will see you on the next episode of The Fear Being Average. And thank you, Melanie Grace, for being a phenomenal co-host for this fun okay. podcast episode. You're so
1: welcome.
0: All right, guys, take care.